0: This is an All Ears English Podcast, episode 690 Five British Phrases That Most Americans Don't Know, with Dan from English Across the Pond. Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast, downloaded more than 34 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan. The New York Radio Girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to instantly download your transcript from today's episode, go to earsenglish.com forward slash transcripts, allearsenglish.com forward slash T-R-A-N-S-C-R-I-P-T-S. Today, we have a guest on the show. Our guest today is Dan. He's from England, and he's been teaching English for more than 20 years in both Asia and Europe. He recently started the new podcast called English Across the Pond with his American co-host, Jennifer. Now, let's meet Dan. There are five natural phrases that British people use, but most Americans have never heard of find out what they are and how to use them to get closer to locals in England today. Hey Dan, welcome to All Ears English. How are you doing today?
1: I have been better. Got a little bit of a cold, but it's fantastic to meet you, Lindsay. I'm really happy to be here on All Ears English. How are you?
0: Well, thanks, Dan. Glad you're here. And that makes two of us. We are both a little bit oh. sick. We both come down with something. <laughs> what is it, the winter time? Where are you based, Dan?
1: I'm in the north of England. And yeah, it's pretty cold, pretty wet at the moment. You know, still winter. So there's a lot of people with coughs and colds and things like that. Is it the same yeah, for Yeah, I hear
0: that. Oh, it's the same. I'm here in Boston, one of the coldest cities in the US. And yeah, I just took a trip to Peru and I got sick there hiking the Inca Trail. So, But just on the tail end of it here, I'm recovering. So we're going to give our listeners an awesome show today. And what are we actually going to talk about today, Dan? We're happy to have you on the show. And you are from England, and I'm from the States. So we have something to talk about here.
1: Yeah, I thought it'd be really good fun if we thought about some vocabulary, some words that British people use and American people don't use. So some British words and expressions. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, it's so important to know these different words. And one question, do you think that when students are just learning, just getting started learning English, Mm -hmm. do you think that they should focus in on learning one particular
1: kind of English? Should they learn British English or American English, or should they combine both? I think early on, it really doesn't make any difference. And I was talking about this today that um, I think students get sort of hung up on whether they should learn British English or American English. But for us as native speakers, I don't really mind. I can understand you perfectly. I think you can understand me, Lindsay.
0: I can, so
1: far. (laughs) (laughs) So, actually, I don't think it is as important as some learners of English believe it to be. And much more important is getting a big vocabulary base or getting Mm -hmm. accurate grammar or getting more fluent. So. Exactly. And you agree.
0: I agree with you, Dan. I think you're right. And I think the most the ultimately the most important thing that we believe here at All Ears English is that you connect through the language in any given situation or conversation. It's just like when I when I went to Peru last week, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I may have learned Spanish with someone from Spain or in Argentina, but I went to Peru and I used my Spanish and I made some cool connections. And that's Fantastic. the point. Yeah, right. Yeah. Even though they don't have all the same vocabulary words. Maybe there were a few situations where I said something weird, but yeah. that's okay. We still connected
1: yeah yeah and um you know a language it's a means of communication above all else so yeah i totally agree with you and if you can get your point across accurately then that's fine but if you can only just get your point across and be understood that's also fine because you're communicating
0: love it okay so then let's just dive into it dan so what are i think you said you had about five words that you know that british people use and over here in the united states we don't use and we don't
1: know so what is the first one well, the first one is I love this word, it's so much fun. And the word is minging.
0: That sounds very strange to me. I (laughs) I have never, I mean, you did send these words to me in advance, but before then, I had never heard this or seen it written anywhere.
1: I'm so happy to hear that, Lindsay. (laughs) 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 And actually, we say like mingin, you know, that when we're speaking like quickly, we don't say minging, we normally miss off that last G. So it turns out as, you know, it's pronounced as mingin. And what it means is if something is really disgusting or gross. So if you saw something that was really made your stomach turn over, made you feel mm-hmm. sick, you would say like, oh, minging. Like oh, that.
0: my gosh. So it's kind of an adjective. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So what, what is something that you would describe as minging? Something recently that you saw in the last couple of weeks, maybe anything come to mind?
1: Well, I did say it was something pretty disgusting. So are you ready for a pretty disgusting example? Uh, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw, this is a true story. I saw a lady in the supermarket, like in front of me in the queue, in standing in the line. And she, first of all, put her finger in her nose. And okay. then she put that <laughs> finger in her mouth.
0: <laughs> <gasps> in other words, she was picking her nose and eating it. She in was the picking store her nose line. and eating
1: it. And you know what I thought to myself? Ming it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and i think true, i think true. in america you'd say would you say gross would that be like the yeah news?
0: that's that's what i would say oh that's gross that's disgusting i would say that's revolting
1: yeah yeah but um, that's even
0: stronger um that's quite yeah. strong uh so yeah just cringe worthy, maybe. <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, so Minging is something that's a bit more to do with like kind of like disgusting, like sort of um, okay. you know, it makes you feel sick, rather than being like just awkward or strange. It's something that we say like makes your stomach turn or something. like
0: Okay, that. all right, that's great. It makes me think a little bit of the bathrooms on the Inca Trail, the very top <laughs> of the m- <laughs> the very top of the mountain at fourteen thousand feet. That was tricky. I got to tell you, but <laughs> hey, that's what travel is all about: is these minging experiences once in a while. I can't- <laughs> believe you're
1: using the new vocabulary already.
0: <laughs> okay. So Perfect. Minging, that's our first one. That's awesome, yeah, yeah. Dan. So what's number 2? Give us another. We're we're
1: enjoying this. I like the, this. The second one is actually what we're doing now and it's a it's a compound uh, a compound noun and the first half of the word is chin, like, you know, the front of your face, your jaw, your chin. Yep. And the second half is a wag and it's oh wag gosh. kind of like like a dog which is means to move backwards and forwards. And we use wag, of course, with a dog's tail.
0: Wow. And this means to do what? Chat. Huh. Interesting. So are these words coming from Northern England no, or are no. they, are they used in London too? Everywhere. All over England?
1: Yeah, Everywhere.
0: Yeah. Wow. I've been living like in a, under a rock or something,
1: <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> you just not. you see, you went to Peru instead of coming to like London. That's yeah, <laughs> that's
0: right. Okay. So chinwag, is that right?
1: Yeah. But, um, you have to try and say it like it's a normal word, like chinwag.
0: wag. Chinwag. Chinwag. Yeah. So it's a verb. Yeah. And right? guess what we're doing? We're chatting. We're chin wagging. Chin wagging,
1: yeah, and chin chin wagging. It's informal. I think all I think all of these expressions are informal. So we're just having a chat. Maybe if you meet with your friend and you're talking about what's been going on, then you have well maybe having a coffee and you have a chin wag
0: okay. Okay. So I see it can be used in that way to have a chinwag or yeah. to chinwag as kind of an active verb.
1: Can a be noun used that way too? and a verb. Yeah.
0: Okay. Ooh, very interesting. I yeah, love it. Yeah. And so you said this is informal. It's kind of casual. Yeah. So, but would you use it in more formal situations
1: or not so much? It would depend who you're talking to. I mean, like, in written English, you wouldn't use it unless, of course, you know, it was sure. sort of speech. But you would Got use it. it um with friends or, I mean, maybe in a formal situation like a job interview, it would depend on who was interviewing you for the job. You
0: <laughs> okay, this is great. So far, we're two for two in terms of words that I don't know. So I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners are probably not going to know them either. So this is Perfect. great, guys. You should really be listening up today, taking notes, writing down these words to add a little bit of color to your vocabulary. You know, that's the fun part about language. I think language can be creative if we add fun words like these. So
1: very cool. Well, um, these words, I think that if you could, if you're in the UK and you yeah. could get some of these into your conversation, you'd sound so much like a native speaker and it would be so interesting for us you know the English or you know the UK people to hear these expressions and also of course if you use them in the US it would be totally fascinating because people would be so curious as to how you knew these expressions so they are fun but I think they're really useful too.
0: Yeah. And they're also, it makes me think of the IELTS exam too, right? I mean, we always say that students who are able to use, especially in speaking part one, casual yeah. words, but that are different from what other
1: students use,
0: not the casual words that every other student is trying to use. You need to stand out to get that seven or higher. Right, Dan?
1: Well, I think these expressions would probably blow the examiner's mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Automatic seven. Yeah. Got it. Number three. <laughs> okay. Well, what's number three? Do you feel lost when you try to speak to real Americans using native English? Do you feel like you can't understand every word they're saying and therefore you can't participate in that conversation? Well, we're offering you a free video lesson to help you understand a natural American English speaker from Texas. Get started with our free video lesson by going to allearsenglish.com Forward slash adventure. That's all ears com forward slash adventure.
1: Number three is uh, it's an expression uh, that you use to describe somebody, and it is as thick as two short planks.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And
1: a plank is a piece of wood and two short planks. And thick, you know, thick can already be like, you know, associated with stupid. And if someone is as thick as two short planks, then they do something. Maybe this person actually isn't really stupid, but they do something that's stupid. Um, Mm. They drop their drink or they fall over. And then you can say like, as thick as two short planks.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I love
1: that. Yeah, it's a nice expression. That's so
0: funny. Yeah, and again, this is another one that we don't have. I mean, we have other ways of saying that someone is stupid. But I think in the U.S. we have a, a slightly more maybe politically correct culture. I guess it depends on who yeah. you're talking to and talking about. Um, but I remember when I was growing up, we had the word dense as meaning yeah, to be yeah, stupid. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we don't use that anymore. Do you use that in England? Dense? The yeah, person is dense?
1: You know, what, what you're alluding to, like, you know, political correctness and as times change. It's funny, we, I was talking again today uh, – you know, another really its a true story about like someone used the word cretin. Do you know that word cretin? No. It, it's really like it means somebody who's stupid, but also like maybe like mentally not quite, you know. Oh, OK. okay. And so it's, a, yeah, so it's a really like it's something we maybe used as kids, but we we don't use it anymore. But thick as two short planks, you use it sarcastically.
0: Okay, so it's just kind of fun. I mean, I know that in England, you guys have a really great sense of humor often, you know, there's a whole humor culture in the British English language that's quite different from here, too. So I could see how this would fit in in a sarcastic sense.
1: We are extremely sarcastic, which can be confusing for some people. But obviously, if we're speaking with other native speakers with other English speakers we get it but it can be very confusing I have to be careful as a teacher not to use sarcasm too much because it's not fair because you're you're saying something in English that you don't really mean so you have to be careful with sarcasm
0: yes you do (laughs) this is great all right <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. number three and what's number
1: four do we have a fourth here you, we do you might know this and it's mm-hmm. um i'll give you a, i'll give you an example and see if you can guess so um it's great chatting with you today lindsay i'll give you a bell over the weekend
0: Hmm. yeah so it sounds like maybe you'll give me a call you'll Yay! call me is that right
1: ding, you're, ding, you're, you're getting more british by the minute Oh, yeah, they feel very British. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. um, Do you good, say that, yeah. though? No?
0: Well, we, we might say, I'll give you a ring, but we don't say, I'll give you a bell.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. So
0: that's interesting, huh?
1: Yeah, so yeah. Funny. And obviously, literally, you're not handing anybody a bell. It's the idea of the old, te- the old telephone that has a bell inside. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Very historical. I mean, we might also say in the States, just, I'll give you a call, right? Just yeah, yeah, sure. in a more kind of standard way, but give you a bell. Okay, also casual again
1: yeah 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 very informal okay, cool. um, and it's a kind of thing where, like actually, if you were finishing a job interview, you know to think of a formal scenario and you said to the guy or to the to the lady, I'll give you a bell or remember to give me a bell. that would be too informal. It really is for okay. spoken English with your friends or you know with oh, your relatives or something like that
0: good, that's important to know, and yeah, we can 't emphasize enough the way that using these phrases. Uh, in the native culture in British English culture would really bring you closer to people, bring totally. you to that connection guys. so take yep. this seriously right it 's not just all about what you read in your textbook. your textbook, as we always say, will not get you to connection, which is what we want right as human beings, we want to connect with other humans, and these words will help you do it
1: yeah, and um you know, just to add to what you've said that as as I sort of alluded to earlier, if you could use some of these expressions, it would sort of like I think British people would have respect for you, and as you said, yeah. they'd feel more connected to you. Particularly, being as you'd made the effort to dig out and find out and remember and use these very British phrases.
0: Yeah, it's huge. We can't underestimate how much power that can have. I yeah, love that. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how about what, how about a fifth one, one last one to finish yeah. up today?
1: Yeah, gorgeous. And we'll finish on a positive one, and okay. the positive one is. We started off, you know, with minging. So we're going to end up with something a lot more polite and a lot more optimistic. And it's hunky-dory. I like that. Great, isn't it?
0: Yeah. No, that's great. That's so funny because, so how do you spell that in British
1: English? H-U-N-K-Y hyphen or dash and D-O-R-Y. Hunky-dory.
0: Interesting. Of course, it's only something that we would be saying. We wouldn't really be writing it. But so we do have this. So when oh. I was a kid, I remember saying it, but I used to say hunky dory. I may have been saying it wrong, though. Or maybe, <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> <Can> we say hunky <laughs> dory.
0: Hunky-dory. Interesting. Okay. And we should just
1: go over like exactly what it means. And I'll give you a sentence. This Mm -hmm. is how you would drop it in a sentence. My sister and her boyfriend had a huge row and she was going to move out, but they've talked it over and now everything is hunky-dory again. Mm -hmm. So it means that everything is fine again or there's no problem. We use it a lot with like everything is hunky-dory and it means everything is fine and there are no problems.
0: Yeah, everything is A-okay. I like that. I like that. Very good. Yeah, again, super common, useful in the U.S. I suppose in the U.S., I mean... Nowadays, I don't hear it anymore as much. Ah, yeah, um, yeah. But back in the day, back in the 90s, I used to hear it a lot. So I don't know. It's interesting. Sometimes phrases have their decade or have their you know period of time, and then they go yeah, out yeah. of style too, depending on the country. And yet, yeah,
1: it's good that you've said that just to say to our listeners that um, all of these phrases, as strange as they may sound, they are real phrases. People use them every day. And actually, it adds color to your language if you use these phrases. So people are more likely to grow gravitate to you if you use these phrases. So people don't think you're strange if you say these things. They think you're interesting if you say these things.
0: Yeah, guys. So take that extra effort, go back, listen to today's episode again, write these down and go out into the world if you're living in England and try to explore, try to use them, experiment, right? Experimenting is the only way we can start to use them. I love that, Dan. That's fantastic. Thank you for uh, bringing these phrases over to the show today. We really appreciate
1: that. It's nice to bring Britain and the US a little closer together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So if our listeners want to know where to find you online or want to check out your podcast. Yeah. Where should they go? And what is it that you're working on online for mm-hmm. our listeners? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, our podcast is called Englishacrossthepond.com. The pond is the Atlantic Ocean because my podcast partner is an American just like you, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. So right. we, our mantra, our sort of ethos is chat fun, and language improvement. And we post shows every Friday at our website, pond.com
0: Cool. All right, guys. So I encourage you to go over there, check out what they're doing, maybe subscribe to their show. Perfect. If you liked today's guest episode, and this has been good, Dan. Thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. We hope to have you on the show again soon.
1: I'd love that. We can do some more. You can become even more British.
0: (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.